we found that there was a lot of improvement here. It's modern platforms delivering on the promise of all these investments. With the modern customer cash platform, we saw improvements in the experience, both customer and on the employee experience. We saw improvements in the analytics or the insights that were generated by the technology. And then we saw some of the solution providers focusing on the ecosystem of all having all that data in one place and the benefits associated with having broader insights. Welcome to the Hackett Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. Week after week, you'll hear from top experts on how to avoid obstacles, manage detours, and celebrate milestones on the journey to world-class performance. Which customer-to-cash receivable solutions providers excel at delivering real value? Which offer the greatest breadth of capabilities? We'll look at these issues and more as we discuss the first piece of research from the Hack Group's Market Intelligence Service, which provides a unique analysis and ranking of nine leading C2C solutions providers. I'm Gary Baker, Global Communications Director for the Hackett Group, and I'm joined on this episode of our Business Acceleration Podcast by Chief Market Intelligence Officer Michael Jansen and Global Customer to Cash Advisory Practice Leader Brian DeGraw. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. Excited to be here. Michael, um, this is the, the first piece of research, as I said, from our Market Intelligence Services. Uh, why did we start with Customer to Cash? Well, so we took the customer to cash, or more commonly known as C2C, and we focus in on the receivable solution aspect of it for a couple of reasons. One, it's a strength of Hackett. We've been doing this for for decades, and we have a a significant depth of of client base there. But also, it's because there's a lot of activity in the marketplace. There's been tremendous investment by the solution providers to really up their game in these SaaS platforms. They've been investing dollars. They've been investing resources, they've been investing in the, the actual industry or the segment itself. And we're starting to see the manifestation of the that investment come back into uh, real value creation, real value realization in the industry. Well, and Michael, I'll, I'll selfishly point out that, you know, as, a, as the leader of the customer cash program, I'm working with global process owners in this space. And it is one of the three pillars of, of working capital. And one of the most challenging ones, receivables management, is is one of the most challenging components of working capital. And it is consistently in the top three questions and inquiries that we receive from our clients in terms of what is the technology landscape. And that closely ties to their, their question that they're always asking is, what are the key performance metrics? What are digital world class organizations achieving in the space of receivables management? We kick off every year with a webcast to our membership that reflects on the previous year and then looks at what the future is gonna hold. And we asked a question in that webcast this January in terms of what are the top areas of, of focus and concern for 2023 and digital transformation and technology landscape from global customer to cash process owners was, was the top one in that poll. Yeah, and I think Brian, it's pretty easy to look at the the overall economic environment that sits sits behind every company right now and cash has become king again for almost a decade money was free but now it cost real economic uh, consequences of raise, rising interest rates where, where money cost companies real resources and uh, liquidity has also become an issue in some in, in some segments and in industries again and so getting this function or this process right becomes more important than it has been quite some time 
Absolutely. And again, when we look at our key issue study for finance broadly overall from a CFO's point of view, we know they're expected to do more with less. They're not getting more people on their team. They're not getting more budget. But you know, the one shining light is that they're not stopping an investment in technology. And so that's a, a, you know, a, really a, a shining spotlight on the area of how can we really leverage technology to improve receivables management. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at these investments and the timing couldn't be more right for real value to be created. And uh, we're seeing it. Okay. Michael, you know, there's a lot of detail in the actual research itself, but kind of how can you summarize uh, the findings at the highest level? Gary, we found that there was a lot of improvement here. This is really important for us to, to see the modern platforms delivering on the promise of all these investments. And so with the modern customer cash platform, we saw improvements in both the experience, both customer and on the, the employee experience. We saw improvements in the analytics or the insights that were generated by the technology and, 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 and allowed the, the end users to, to improve their time spent and, and, and get more benefits out of it. And then we saw also some of the solution providers focusing on the ecosystem about having all that data in one place and the benefits associated with having broader insights uh, to, to gain in, in, the, in the greater customer data and customer database systems. Yeah, Michael, I think it's important for our, our listeners just to appreciate the, the terms we're using here is legacy platforms. You know, we're, we're essentially describing ERPs as a legacy platform. And, you know, they try to do a lot across the, the broad spectrum of functions like finance. But what, what we've seen and what we've seen in our benchmark data is, you know, they're not delivering that specific value in an area like customer to cash. And so when we come, when we say modern platforms compared to legacy, the modern platforms are for our analysis that the nine participants that are focusing very deeply on cash application, collections management, dispute management, and really excelling in those areas in terms of the, the cutting edge technologies that they're bringing to the market. And just to, to name a few in the space of customer cash and specifically cash application, you know, the machine learning to really create a touchless environment where they're matching data from payments being made to the written advice and they're seamlessly connecting those two together. So it's becoming a true high percentage automated transaction. In the area of collections and dispute management, the, the automatic creation of a dispute based on a short pay or a communication where the systems are, are talking to each other from a, from a customer, dynamically adjusting segmentation of your customers, and then actually looking at and identifying how effective collection contacts are in all forms. So if, if you're sending an automated email that's resulting in a payment, it's looking at how efficiently is that happening and is it consistently happening or does it need to be adjusted over time? And, th and that's just, so the tools are, yes, they're automating transactions, but they're also bringing great insight into how effective your collection strategy is and are your customers paying you on time, which again is the key to managing in this environment with working capital and receivables being so important. Yeah, and Brian, I think if you, you really think about the value cascade or the process cascade here, if you automate it, you have fewer things that are, that are likely to be wrong or, or incorrectly applied. And also then you're going to have fewer things that go into dispute 
And then that improves the overall cash because you have fewer things that go into bad debt. And so if you look at that entire cascade of the sequence of processes there, improvement at the beginning has a dramatic impact all the way through the, through, through the, through the cycle. Right. And the integration of, of data and activity is so critical. Probably the, the, the most uncomfortable activity that a collector might do, and, and you know I know they've done it because they've told me, is to have to call a customer thinking they're going to have a collections discussion and the customer has to inform them that they made the payment a week ago, two weeks ago. And again, because the systems aren't talking and because the cash application process is inefficient, the customer's made the payment, but it's still not reflected in the system that the collector is trying to manage their portfolio with. Brian, can you give us a, a kind of a little bit of a peek into the metrics and criteria that we use to kind of come up with the assessment of the ranking that we did for customer to cash? Absolutely, Gary. And so when we started this journey last summer, I was really excited that customer to cash was selected as, as the first process area to create our acceleration matrix. You know, we've been benchmarking, the Hackett Group has been benchmarking for, for more than 30 years. And I've been supporting our clients with understanding performance levels. And, you know, as we mentioned earlier about the questions that I get on, a, on an annual basis and quantifying, you know, what's in, what's in the top three. You know, technology we mentioned earlier is always there. What is the landscape looking like? What's changing? Who's it, who are the players in the space? The other one is performance metrics. They want to know how do we compare? Are we measuring the right things? Are we, how are we comparing to those digital world-class organizations? So, uh, you know, it, it was a, a, a perfect scenario to say, okay, we've got the data that identifies value realization in the customer to cash space. Now, how do we apply that to the tools, the solution providers that are in this space? And how can we quantify if those tools are really delivering the value? So, the combination of our benchmarking data and then the program that Michael developed to really do the full comparison was, you know, really exciting. And I'm going to let Michael talk about how we developed the, the full suite of, of how we evaluate the solution providers. Yeah. And what makes the, the Hackett acceleration matrix super special in the industry is a lot of others will compare capabilities and we do that as well. And so we take a deep dive on the the, each solution provider's capabilities and ability to deliver. But we look at their clients and how are they seeing the value realization within the context of their own businesses. So it's more than just a satisfaction. Are you happy or not happy? We look at the actual proven metrics that Brian's been measuring for decades. And we bring that to the each and every solution provider and ask them, let us talk to your clients. Let's understand how they are actually doing in the real world and, and get a, a set of comparisons. And then when I go back to the, the modern platforms delivered 43% over legacy platforms, that's where we got the data. We got it from directly talking to their clients and seeing how they were performing in the real world. So I think that sets us apart in terms of giving our clients real life experience and also being able to provide that for each and every one of these, these nine solution providers. And while I'll say as a whole, they all performed better because they've been making all the investments. There were differences and, and notable differences that, uh, that are worth looking into as you think about your potential implementations in your organization. Okay. Okay. Brian, you know, among the nine solution providers we looked at, uh, who performed the best and why? Sure, Gary. So again, through the lens that we use, looking at value realization and then the depth and breadth of their capabilities, the features and functionalities, there were three that achieved what we described at, 
as our matrix as digital world-class organizations, solution providers. And that was Esker, FIS Global, which um, everyone knows their, their solution in the space is called Get Paid, and then High Radius. And then specifically within those three digital world-class solution providers, we saw that Esker was delivering the greatest value realization to their clients. And again, using the methodology that Michael described, their clients, their customers submitted data into us. And so we looked at those key performance metrics in cash application, collections management, and dispute management. And then from a capabilities perspective, High Radius is offering the greatest breadth of capabilities. Okay, so the, those are two out of the three that stood out. Um, and again, Get Paid is one of the organizations, one of the solutions that's been in the market for the, for the longest time. And they continue to evolve and, and stay on the cutting edge. So that also made them one of the, the, of the three, the digital world-class solution providers. Yeah, and I, I go back to the statement here again. There weren't any poor performers here. Everybody that we evaluated in this group of modern platforms exceeded the current legacy of, of platforms that are out there. And Brian, you know, you and I had a discussion a few weeks ago where we had talked about, well, how many of the your clients are out on legacy platforms versus modern platforms? And you had some, you had a, uh, re- some recent information on that that I thought felt, felt very compelling. Yeah. So, so just last fall, you know, in combination with this exercise we were doing with the acceleration matrix, I had performed a poll to our global membership in customer cash and asked at an activity level, what types of solutions were they leveraging to do activities within these areas we focused on cash application, collections, and dispute management. And the majority of organizations were performing activities through their ERPs. So that was kind of the lens and the comparison. And again, it supports our, our position. And we, we actually calculated a, a performance level difference between, again, what we're calling legacy ERPs versus these modern platforms. So again, there's a great opportunity for organizations to look at these modern platforms and understand the ability to improve performance. And again, in the, the analysis and the report that we created from this, this process, we answered those questions. We didn't just say that a metric was better or worse than another one. We actually answered the, the what does that bring to the table? How is that going to give you more cash? How is it going to allow you to reallocate your, your staff? So from a cost, you're going to be more effective from a cost management perspective. And then also, of course, the, the experience. What type of experience is it driving for your end users and for your customers? So the analysis and the report answers those questions. It doesn't just give you quantitative comparisons of, a, of a, you know, percent higher, percent lower. It's really given, answering the, the, what is the value that you can get if you consider moving to one of these modern platforms? Yeah. And the fact that you said that most of your, your clients are still on the legacy platforms tells you that we're at the beginning of a business cycle or, you know, the movement toward the, the modern platforms. And so there's a lot of opportunity out there for both your clients on the, on the buy side or the end user side, as well as the solution providers. And so I expect to see more investment being made in this, this, this area here for the next several years. And I see like, expect to see a lot of clients moving in this direction. So even the ones that we saw that had moved already were still partial implementations. And I think there's still a fantastic set of days and years and in, 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 in front of us in terms of, of more adoption. Yeah, that is one thing that I'd, I'd like to mention as well, Michael, is in this space, 
probably more than other areas of, of a, an organization's IT infrastructure landscape is that there's a, a lot of variation in how these tools have been implemented. And, you know, there, that's where there's great opportunity. You know, I'm, I'm seeing that, you know, some of these modern platforms are being implemented just for cash application, but maybe just in one region of a global organization. It may be implemented in just one business unit of a global organization. So, you know, the, the opportunity for these features and functionalities that we're seeing that are driving value realization, the opportunity to penetrate in a broader sense across all business units, across all regions is, is what we're seeing as, as a big opportunity. Yeah. Brian, there's one other aspect of all this that you and I, as we were talking to the, the clients on the reference calls, we asked them a question, what were they doing as they automated more and more things? What were they doing with their teams? And the answer was, was surprising. They weren't necessarily going for cost cuts in terms of staff reductions. We heard a little bit about that, but not not a lot. What we heard was they were using their teams to reallocate them from the transactional nature of, of the process to the more the analytical side of the equation. And so, you know, give us a, an example or two what they were doing with that staff time that was now freed up. The organizations that were prior to adopting a modern platform, they were operating with aging reports, exporting information into Excel, trying to align it to the way that they could manage their client portfolio. And at the same time, you know, they're dealing with, with fires. Like, okay, customer's not paying because there's a dispute. Customer is short paid. They're deducting something. I've got to figure out why they're doing that. There was no time to actually step back and start doing true analysis, root cause identification of, of why these fires keep boiling up. And so that, that was kind of like the vicious cycle they were in. The organizations that adopted these tools weren't adopting because they were looking for headcount cost reduction. They were truly looking that we need to get more efficient and effective. We need to understand customer behavior. We need to understand and then turn, you know, orders that are invoices into, into payments, but we can't do that because we're fighting these fires because there's deductions and disputes. So what they've been able to do is those transactions that have become touchless in the cash application space, the contacts in collections that are proactive and actually happening in advance of anything going past due that are converting into payments, they're taking the, the, that, that time of, of their teams and moving it into the root cause and the improvement activities. So they're looking at and identifying, hey, there, there's something that's not right in how we're setting up customers that's causing invoices to, to be on hold and not paid. We're going to put our people that used to be doing transactions into a, a project team that's going to solve that. So they've moved them into, and quite frankly, when we talk to these teams and the leaders of these teams, it's, it's, it's more valuable work. It's, it's work that they're enjoying doing because they're solving problems and, and you know, improving cash flow for their organizations. Yeah, we heard more than once how it was, it was game-changing for their entire organization. So, Okay, um, Brian, to kind of wrap it up here, how can companies use this research most effectively? Well, you know, there's two perspectives, Gary. So I look at it, and I'm excited for you know, the more than 200 organizations that I support in our, our customer to cash advisory program. And it's, it's, a, it's a buyer's guide. It's, it's a fantastic tool that they can look at if, if they're 
just getting into deciding to evolve their technology to support receivables. It's a, it's a perfect tool to start looking at that, work with us to understand you know, how we ranked those, organiz- those solution providers in the analysis. It's also a powerful tool for the solution providers themselves. And so you know, I'm also working with all nine of the participants to help them leverage it in the marketplace. So it's, it's really a win-win from both perspectives. But you know, we've put together a, over a 70-page full report that does a deep dive into, you know, and again, we, we really are showcasing the value realization component that we looked at. But of course, that report includes all the features and functionalities, compares, contrasts, pros and cons of each of those solution providers. So um, it's a fantastic tool for the buyer. And equally, it's, it's going to be a powerful tool for the solution providers to fully promote. You know, that, that, that key point that Michael and I made is there's a big opportunity for organizations to leverage these modern platforms and to evolve their, their cost, their, their service levels, their cash flow levels, from you know the, the kind of limited features and functionalities that we're seeing in, in legacy platforms. Okay, okay, great stuff. Uh, thanks again, Michael and Brian, for joining me today. We appreciate it, Gary. Thank you so much. Thank you, Gary. Listeners that want to download an excerpted version of our customer to cast research on a complimentary basis can find the link on the market intelligence page of our website, and we'll also include a link in the show notes. And thanks again for joining us. Thanks for listening. You can find the audio, helpful resources, and a transcript of each episode at podcast.thehackagroup.com. If you liked this episode, please share it. You can also subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. We'd welcome your feedback by tapping the rating on this or any episode, or send us an email at podcast at thehackagroup.com. The Hackett Group is a global leader in defining and enabling world-class performance. Learn how we can assist with your improvement journey at www.thehackagroup.com. 